The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to the show, and, well, we have a new regime. We have a new management structure, something I've been wanting for a long time. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 593. Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the new coach, a new GM, new regime for the Las Vegas Raiders. I'll give you my take and, you know, the take of everyone else. Basically, um, my opinion, which you get most often here on our show. And then we'll hit into uh, the staff, perhaps uh, what we've already done already and how that's going to be structured. We'll move into our free agents, which is... uh, it's pretty crazy when you look at the list. We got some good players already signed, but we do need to sign some key components. And with the new staff, that's going to make a dramatic difference on what really we think is going to happen as opposed to what they're going to do because it's a new staff. <laughs> we'll hit the bone line and then move on uh, for next next week's news because things are changing in a rapid manner. Trust me on this. Well, before we get into the show... I just want to comment on Brian Flores suing the NFL and also the Dolphins. I think there's another party in there, but I think it's fantastic. I think it's sad that he has to give up his career. I hope he does not have to. We all knew the Rooney rule was a freaking ruse to begin with. And no one really followed it. Well, except for the Raiders. I'm very proud of our team and our organization from Al being a smart dude, knowing that color doesn't make any difference on the size of your brain or your talent or the ability to communicate. We've been that way forever. I am proud that we are. And I'm glad that someone's finally tugging at the seams of the hierarchy and the I don't know, holier-than-thou owners of the 32 teams. I'm glad that it's pointed out that there's no minority ownership. I'm glad they're making the difference 70% of the players are black and none of the owners are. To me, I think it's stuff that has to come out, and I believe pressure from us, the fans, will make a huge difference. Roger Gell might not survive this particular onslaught, I'm seeing him maybe on the out. We'll see. He might have to take a bullet for this one. And uh, that's his job, of course. And that is all I have to say about that. Welcome to the Death Star. You damn straight. Well, the Raiders, no big news now because it's been all over the place. The Las Vegas Raiders have hired a general manager and a coach. And I'm just going to go over my initial reaction and kind of how I went through the whole process because I think that's probably a lot of fans. At first, when they introduced McDougal's, (laughs) McDaniel's, McDaniel's, not McDaniel, as our owner called him. 
That press conference was buffoonery at its finest. I don't think we'll have any more of those after this new general manager. But let me go on. I was not really a fan of his history. The coach, that is. So let's talk about him right now. Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator for the Patriots. We've seen him. Uh, We've seen his buffoonery. We've seen him go through Denver like a hot knife through butter, leaving it for several years without any hope. They're just now crawling out of that hole. That was concerning, and it should be concerning. The fact he took the job with the Colts and then reneged. That's not a character that I find appealing in any way. And now, since the opportunity with his good buddy Ziggler, okay, to take over a franchise that went to the playoffs last year, well, no doubt. I mean, you're guaranteed some measure of success even if you screwed up a little bit. However, I don't know about that. I don't know how delicate the entire team is. You know, to me, I think it's a fragile thing to keep this momentum, the drive, the camaraderie all together. It's very hard to do for anybody, and especially a new coach that they don't know, nor, I'm going to tell you from his history, are they going to trust. That's not me. I mean, if I were a player, I'd look at him sideways and go, okay, show me, don't tell me. And that's exactly what he's going to have to do. McDaniels has all the knowledge and credentials that you could possibly hope for in a coach. He does not have that growl or grimace or raider edge at all. (laughs) This is one of my concerns, too. And then Harbaugh didn't make it even into the NFL and went back to Michigan. So I thought it would be interesting to see both those coaches going in the NFL and neither one of them, starting at zero, actually. But now that Harbaugh has pulled his name, well, now we have our guy and our general manager. Well, so I'm going to continue with the coach. Those are my concerns about him. Now, the upside, he calls an insane game. He knows how to change the offense up during the game, which we haven't seen. I can't remember. Greg Olson was a horrible, as we all know, play caller. And I think he he must have gone through some zen something in this last year because we lucked out a lot of times despite his play calling. I think that was more talent on the field than talent in the coaching ranks. However, we have a guy that can call a great game. He's developed quarterbacks, just like Mark Davis said. You know, he's made minimal quarterbacks into highest quality uh, candidates for free agency. He's done a lot that way. Now, I'm not exactly sure if it's all him. It must be because I don't know anyone else doing that. It's not Belichick. He's a defensive guy. So I've got to hope that it's him. And so these are all the things that went through my head, and I'm finally to the point where we got to give this guy a chance. Got to give him a chance. Got to give Josh McDaniels an opportunity to do his magic here in Las Vegas. And the reason I say that is that we can be pretty harsh on sometimes players and coaches, coaches especially, and I don't think he's going to get any slack as a coach. Now, the general manager, Ziegler, Dave Ziegler, uh, was involved heavily in the New England drafting room. Uh, Bill Belichick was a horrible pick of talent, and I think Ziegler's the guy with the brains, which is our benefit, I believe. Now, all this is speculation on my part, but it's the research that I've looked at, the people that I've researched through, and what I know to be true is this guy is a work horse. Ziegler is a guy that turns over every stone, and, I mean, he's a guy that's got the perfect desk. And the perfect desk drawer, you open it up, everything's in order. He's a guy that does not thrive in chaos, but in order. And he's going to take our organization, how it is, and restructure it so that it does have order and continuity. Now, you guys have heard me talk about this many times, and I'll talk about it again. 
The Raiders have been in need of a structure, of a foundation, of an organization that is beneficial to each part. The drafting guys, you know, they're beneficial to the general manager who's beneficial to the coach and assistant coaches, and they all work collaboratively to get the right player during the draft, not just like the old days where Gruden or, you know, Harbaugh wants all the power again. Gruden had all the power, and I think that's why Harbaugh wasn't going to work here. I think Mark decided that he wanted an organization instead of just a coach that was going to try to wear all the hats. I got to give him credit. Because I think that's where winning franchises are born. It has been so long since the Raiders had a strong winning organization. But we are going to have one. And remember, our last Super Bowl run in 2002, we had a general manager, a good one, and a good coach, and a good set of coaches. And I think that's where we're headed now. I'm reluctant to be super positive because of the coach's history. I got to be honest. But I also got to be honest and say we got to look and see and wait. There's a lot of work to be done. And they're doing it today. I mean, both these guys have worn the same suit for a week. I'm telling you right now. It has been work, work, work. And I know this to be true because they have to get shit done immediately because they're, they're already behind the treadmill. They got to get on it and start running quickly. The Shriner game, East-West game, the Pro Bowl is here. I mean, they got to have their scouts everywhere because there's free agents all over. And it's time to structure the organization at the same time. So here we have this new regime. They are interviewing our coaches, which I think also is a really pleasant surprise. We had a team that went to the playoffs. It's good that they don't shit can everybody because there's got to be value on the staff. There is. And I hope we retain the best of it. We are so far. And I think we'll continue to do that. Now, I don't know who our defensive coordinator is. This shall come. But I will say this too because I'm going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be moves made that are going to make us uncomfortable. Players that we lose that we're going to be not happy about. Players we bring in that we're not going to be happy about. But We have to be flexible as fan base and understand that this is the process and that it takes a little bit of time. But I don't believe, Mark Davis said it's not a rebuild, not a retool. We're going to take it to the next level is what he said in a press conference. Mark, Paul, Paul Gutierrez here from ESPN. You, in the decade plus since you've been running things, you've, you've overseen a deconstruction, then the reconstruction. How would you describe what this is right now, just totally going outside of the box? And like you mentioned earlier, finding the, the synergy, but going outside of the box as well. Well, I, I think that John and Mike had built a uh, foundation to build upon. And I think that's what we're doing now. And I think moving forward, that's what these two are going to be building upon, that foundation. Uh, we've got some great players in this organization right now. Um, I believe there's a great culture in this organization right now, which is what they will find. They haven't seen that as much yet because they haven't seen all the players together. But that's something that Rich had built uh, over the last six months is a fantastic culture in this building. And uh, I think that uh, just now we're just moving to the next level. And it's not a rebuild. It's not a reload. It's just taking this to the next level and uh, getting to that Super Bowl and winning some championships. And so to me, that means we're going to try to retain as many good players as we have, take what we got, add some good stuff to it, and hit them. Hit the other teams in the NFL with a new offensive scheme, with new talent, with a new drive, where everybody is rowing in the same direction. It wasn't that way with Mayock. wasn't that way with Gruden. It wasn't that way with Reggie. Veggie. (laughs) I just don't see it being that way. I see this being way more tightened up. Now, to me, it could be a little too uptight. But I'm not the coach. I'm not the general manager. Maybe that's what everybody needs in the building. But I know Ziegler, he means business. 
you just listen to him talk about commitment and you listen to him answer the question about whether Derek Carr is going to be our quarterback. Never answered it. Good. I'm glad he didn't answer it. I'm glad it wasn't positive that we're going to keep him or not keep him because it's a decision that has to be made. I hope he stays. I think we had a great chance with Derek Carr with two better receivers. You know, imagine if we had guys that actually caught the football. Uh, that would be amazing. The drops are are something else. And how about this? How about an offensive line that actually works? The cable guy is out. He's gone. Barred him already. So we have a new offensive line staff coming in, as well as a new offensive line. I know it's a problem they're going to address right away. I know they'll do some in free agency. But our offensive line is going to improve greatly because our running game has to improve. You'll see what they do. We, Like I said, we're going to disapprove of a lot. I think we'll approve of a lot. We won't know about a lot. But this is the foundation I was talking about a few months ago about how organizations that are winning, have a winning culture, and it starts at the very top. So Mark is going to keep his fingers out of it because that's the owner he is. That's why this guy came here. He is going to run the show. Ziegler is the one responsible for every pick, every free agent, every draft pick. He's taking the heat. He's the guy. And the last time we heard that was Reggie, and he took no heat. But I think I think Ziggler's more serious, way more serious, and way smarter than Veggie. I think good things are in our future, Raider Nation. I certainly do. I'm looking on a positive light on what's going on here. Um, it's good that McDaniels is hitting all the shows. He's gone the herd. He's on all these different shows putting out who he is and that the changes he went through. I hope and pray that he did change. I hope and pray that he is a better people person because you can't get along in the world anywhere from the laundry rat to the football field if you don't get along with people. Well, all in all, what I'm saying is we're going to have to get used to some bumps and bruises and get used to each other along the way. I don't think it'll take a while. I think we will go off to a winning season next year. We better, because I'm expecting that from this management and this coaching staff that we do better this year than we did last year. I'm hoping we get a solid defensive coordinator that can put these guys together and make this defense the kind of defense they had in New England, because that is what we need. Not just the offense, we got to have the defense. And for the first time in a long time, we had a decent defense. And it was not that good. I think it ranked 18th in most categories, 24th in some. I mean, in yards per game, I think we were close to last. We gave up so many. But still, we were competitive. We held the score down when we needed to. They rose up when they needed to, and that is what happens with good defenses. And I think if we get the right guy, we have the right tools as far as personnel to make it so. I'm energized, kind of jazzed, kind of skeptical, but I think it's scary, whatever. It's a new day for the Raiders and the Raider Nation. Keep your eyes open, your ears open. We're going to be on it. And um, I'm excited, as you should be, because, hey, man, we're going to have a structure. And I think uh, it's been so long. I think it's going to pay out. I think so. Other than this coach, which, like I said, uh, I'm not too sure, but you got to give him a chance. And that is all I have to say about that. It's going down for Well, free agency will be here in the blink of an eye. Well, it already is because people have to start looking and scanning and figuring out who's leaving and who's staying, which has already been happening, I'm sure. For this organization, I am positive. This general manager's not letting anything go in his first job. I guarantee it. He's already been on top of it. So our free agents, let's just take a quick look. Now, our unrestricted free agents... Nicholas Moreau, 
Outside linebacker, which we thought was going to be the best thing since sliced bread, got injured, didn't play that well, really, and we're paying him $4.5 million. I don't know if we need this guy because we've really picked up with Casey Hayward and a couple other players. We've been able to do very well. Um, and Divine Diablo has turned into a pretty wild and good linebacker. Now, so far this season, we have a $27 million cap. We have that much room. But we'll have more room once we lose some players. Uh, we should pick up another maybe $25 million, uh, from the people that we'll let go, like Deshaun Jackson. He was scheduled to make $2 million. He ain't making no more because we don't need him, I would hope. Like Richie Incognito, he can leave too. But And K.J. Wright, I mean, he was a well-worth the money for what he did for us, but I don't know if we're going to keep him or not. We'll see what happens. Mario also could be a um, someone who could be replaced because he's $3.5 million salary for a backup, but that might be a deal in this NFL. I'm not positive. We should keep Quentin Jefferson, however, because he is a beast. One of the best defensive linemen we have. We have to re-sign him. Solomon Thomas made a big effect as well as well as Casey Hayward. Uh, those players definitely have to keep. Zay Jones is good. Um, Gerald McCoy, who got hurt earlier, he's not going to be on the team. There's another million, million two. Uh, Desmond Trufant. Now, we saw a little bit of action towards the end of the season, but not much. I don't think he's somebody we're going to keep. Brandon Parker, a tackle. I don't know if we're going to keep him as well. Um, Peyton Barber. Darius Phylon people liked a lot. He's not really an expensive player, but if he can stay healthy, we could keep him. I would use him because he played well for us last year. There's a lot of players that we have that we should really keep, but there's a lot of players we should really move on from, some that I mentioned. The big ones here are Max Crosby, Alec Ingold, which I think we should keep. Uh, Darren Waller wants another contract, and he should get one. He's not making the most money. Uh, because his performance, Max Crosby is could get a contract. He's three years in, but he could get one. And I think we should give him one early as opposed to pay him three times more next year. Uh, let's get that contract handled. And Derek Carr, what are we going to do with him? What are we going to pay him? We haven't heard peep, not a single word from Derek Carr, nor his brother after the coach hiring and the general manager hiring. I am not sure if he is really um, into this whole new coaching thing and whole new playbook. As he said before, it's going to be important that we keep him as one of our key pieces, I'm telling you. Now, the general manager didn't send him any love during the press conference. Was kind of, I'm like, okay, well, you must know something. Because if we don't have him, I honestly don't know who we're going to play with to do any better than we did last year. There's really nobody out there that could jump in and fill his shoes. Trust me. And if we do something stupid or strange like that, I don't want Jay Cutler coming in here. I don't want no Tim Tebow being blown in here because if that starts to happen early in the process, well, then we're in a heap of trouble. If we start bringing free agents in here that you know by your heart and gut that are garbage, well, then if it smells like a duck, looks like a duck, walks like a duck, you know what it is. So this is the thing that I'm going to be watching out for, as you should be. These contracts are seriously important, which will get done. I'm sure several of them will because they have to get done. And as they get done and we see start to see the formation of this team, we'll have an idea of our direction. Until then, I'm not too sure. And until we get a defensive coordinator, we got coaching staff to hire. It's real busy there in Las Vegas right now. And uh, I don't envy the job there. They got a lot of work and not very much time to do it in. But we need to keep these free agents. There's a lot here that we need to keep in order to make a run to the Super Bowl next year. And you heard me right about that. And that is all I have to say about that. 
1-800-620-7181. Get on the phone line. Let's hear what you have to say about our coaching staff. There's a lot of change going on. I expect you guys to call in. <laughs> Don't be silent because the season's over. Listen, if I'm working, you're working. <laughs> I love it. And our first caller is Calvin in Las Vegas, a local fan that also enjoys the luxury of having the team there in his city. What's happening, my good Raider brother? Raider Greg, Calvin in Vegas. First and foremost, I want to thank you for the what? I don't even know. It's two decades you've been doing this. I've been with you since year two. You make every week pleasurable. When you post the show and I make nice dinner before the game. Knew that was going to happen for the most part. They don't have a great team, great game, though. But the, the pinstripes as usual. What are you going to do? We should be used to this. You know, uh, they don't even serve up a little bit of you-know-what in the jar for you as it goes deep. Terrible call. But the team did well considering can't wait to hear your take later in the year when they start doing coaches and GMs. Thank you again, sir. Go Raiders. Well, first, let me just thank you for being a loyal listener for so damn long. That's a long time to listen to me. <laughs> I don't even know I can stand it. But uh, I don't know if Randy can either. <laughs> but thank you so much for the props, man. We love the show. We love the Raider Nation. It's been fun. It's always fun. And, um, yeah, well, we're into it. We're into the uh, general manager and the coach. I'd love to have your take on these two guys. So give us a call back and give us an idea of what you think of the coaching hire of Josh McDaniels, my dear brother. Thank you for the call and especially for the compliments, my friend. And our next caller is Major Raider. Congratulations, my brother. In the military, first of all, thank you for your service. Second of all, that is no easy task. So good job for all your hard work. You're rewarded. What is happening, my good Raider brother? First to fight for the right and to build the Raiders, Mike, and the Raiders rolling along. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is formerly Captain Raider, and now promoted Major Raider. That's how the military rolls, my friends, you know, moving up. It's been a long time since I called you guys, um, and I want to give a shout-out to Raider Nation. I believe the last call I had was uh, at the final game in Oakland, actually, when we, we lost the Titans, and I flown in for that game from D.C. and was really, really sad in how we went out and, you know, called you guys, and, you know, Raider Greg, you gave a very awesome explanation of what it's like to be a Raider fan and, you know, looking at the product on the field and spending money and just being so disgusted. Um, so this season, I had my highs and lows like everybody else. I mean, what a Raider thing to happen. I mean, we lose John Gruden. Say what you will about, you know, his, his role, his play calling, but that guy was the heart and soul of the team. And, you know, when he was there, our offense was clicking. Not as well as it should be, but, you know, still, we, we had uh, one of the highest percentage of touchdowns and drives in the league. Then we lose him. Then, of course, Henry Ruggs, Arnett, and the list just kept going and going. I mean, I don't think I've ever experienced such lows as a Raider fan, and, I mean, we've all experienced some pretty bad lows in the Raider Nation. I ripped the team off. I really did. I'll be honest. I thought that we were we were done. You know, Carr was going to leave after the season. You know, we would end up with, you know, mediocre draft pick, you know, seven wins at most. But then the team actually surprised me. They turned it around. They were scrappy. They won games, which I definitely didn't think they would. But as you know, living on the edge, one-score games, it's going to come down to – going to come back to center eventually, and it did against the Bengals. But that being said, we all were very happy with the way the season turned out. And even that game, we were in it all the way. You know, obviously, 
the reps will never give the Raiders the respect they deserve. And that whistle, I mean, come on. Like, that's a, a blatant violation of the rule. And it's only to the Raiders that they just explain it away. Like, you know, we all were blind to something. I mean, that was, that was horseshit. But we still got the ball back to the final drive, you know, ready to go and tie it up. And unfortunately, Greg Olson is play calling, you know, suspected best because we all know he was just a clipboard holder for Gruden. You know, we end up throwing into triple coverage because the play design was terrible. But, you know, it is what it is. Versace, I give him props, man. That guy looked lost uh, when he took over. But as the season progressed, you know, he let players play and coaches coach, and we got to the playoffs. And that's something to be said after all the crap that we went through. So anyway, future's bright. Hope we get Harbaugh. You know, I'd be very stacked with that. Basaccia, if we keep him, we better get the new offense coordinator or else we're going to be some serious problems. But just wanted to say, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and also Raider Nation, we deserve the happiness that we got this season. Love you all. Can't wait to go and hang out in Vegas and see some games. Raiders! That is a great call. It's a great call. goes through the history of what we went through this season. I mean, I don't know if rugs would have happened. It was a tough season. It was a very hard season to go through for the fans. And, you know, it was kind of nice, though, for me because I kind of relaxed and didn't put so much into each game. And lo and behold, it seems like we were winning. It was a nice way to watch a ball game, really. Thank you for the call, brother. Very well done. And our next caller is the Ghost Raider. What do you got for us, brother? Things are changing. What's going on, Raider Nation? This is Ghost Raider coming at you. Hey, man, a lot of things going on. Um, the season is, the off season is on us now. We've got to find a defense coordinator, offense coordinator, all the works, everything now. So um, just want your thoughts on what you think we should be getting. Um, McDaniels is out there. That's the name that's going around right now. Hardball as well. I like McDaniels. A lot of people don't like the thought of McDaniels. But take away the name just for a second. Take away the name McDaniels and count how many championships he had. Don't think of the person. I mean, like, let's be honest. He's, he's, as a person, he's shitty. He, he has no commitment. He, he, he just came high and dry. So he's kind of, you know, he's kind of shitty there. But at the end of the day, the guy is still a champion, and he knows how to win. He's the, what, six? He has six championship rings as offensive coordinator. Third, we could have another Gronkowski in Waller. We can have a Welker in in Renfro. We can have a, a really, really kind of good good Tom Brady. I wouldn't say a Tom Brady, but someone like him in Carr. I just hope um, we do something. I like where they're going. I know a lot of people's not liking this idea, but I'm liking where we're going. We're at least looking in a good direction for a good um, um, coach. So just wondering your thoughts. Um, tell me what you think. The nation, I'm out. Well, you got to give the guy a chance, and he does have championship rings, and he has called a great offense. If that's all him and not Belichick, we got a good thing going, and I think our general manager is intense, but I think he's focused. And I've said it before, we need organization here in this building, and I think it's here. So we'll see what happens. Appreciate the call as always, my good brother. And our next caller is the Food Stamp Raider out of Maryland. What's going on, my good Raider brother? A lot of good news in the news. Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This full stamp Raider from Maryland. We're on the eve of another AFC Championship game appearance by the Chiefs. And they're playing the team that we should have beat, Cincinnati. 
But that's besides the point. Um, I've just come to the conclusion that Mark Davis needs to sell the team. Until he does, we're, we're fucked. If we hire those clowns from New England, and from what I'm hearing, it's pretty much a done deal as of around 2 o'clock Sunday Eastern Standard Time, we're screwed. We could have had Dobbs, and Dobbs could have hired a coach. Instead, we hired those fucking weasels. And no, I did not stutter because I can't believe we would get another retread from New England. McDaniels almost destroyed the Broncos. He's going to finish us off with his crap because him without Brady equals straight trash. I don't even know who this other guy is, but Ed Dobbs has Indianapolis competing every year. We all wanted Dobbs. We all know we did. Mark Davis don't care because he's making money. He's treating the Raiders like a toy. And we're the ones getting toyed with. It's just a disgrace, man. It's really a disgrace. I'd have rather kept Versace than to have those clowns associated to the Raiders. Mark Davis is an idiot. Clearly, he don't know what he's doing. And this is just a disgrace. And ain't nothing nobody could... And oh, by the way, this is going to give us probably four more, five more years of that coward, punk-ass Derek Carr, because they're going to give him a no-cut contract. So we're done. And when Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, we will officially have the dead last, butt-naked last quarterback in the division. Because if you're going to compare Carr to Rodgers, you ain't even watching football for any length of time. This is really depressing. I don't know how much more I can take, and I just don't think that it's even worth even. I mean, we just, we're fucked. Period. I'm out. Well, first off, I understand your feelings because I had those when they were talked about these guys being in the middle of the run. Them and Harbaugh, I thought, how could you make a choice of those guys above Harbaugh? Honestly. And I understand your your frustrations and your anger because I also had the same kind of feeling. But you got to understand that Harbaugh would have been just like Gruden. He'd have come in here and he'd have gotten all the stuff. And, you know, he's like a bull in a china shop. And then we would have had maybe temporary success. I think Mark's looking for long-term success, multiple rings, multiple championships. And I know that sounds silly coming from me, but that's how I think, too. And until you build the organization correctly, and yeah, I understand you wanted Dobbs. Yeah, he was a good GM, too. But this guy here, Ziegler, man, he's made some pretty good choices. If that was his job, look at New England. And you got to look beyond the kind of weaselness of these guys to the product on the field. And I think... This is where we have to look. We got no choice, man. We're going to ride this. We're going to ride this all the way through to the end, wherever it may go, because they now control our team. So you can either be anti them or, and I think you'll change your mind too. We'll see what happens. But we all see what happens. We don't know what they're going to do. We don't know who they're going to hire. We don't know what kind of moves they're going to make on the roster. So you got to give them a chance, man. You got to give them a chance. We all have to give them a chance because they're Raiders now. Irregardless of the the quirkiness of these, I think Ziggler's the real deal. I'm not sold on McDaniels. Ziggler, I think, is focused and will do a good job. McDaniels, you know, he's had challenges. He's going to have more challenges. We'll see, you know, because he's got to win over us which is a huge thing to do. Uh, That's why he's on every show um, on TV right now trying to calm people down by telling everybody the right things. Like, I've learned my lesson. I'm a better person with people. Let's just hope so. you got to give them the benefit, bro. So just calm down and take a breath. Let's move forward because that's our new staff. And now we have Food Stamp Raider again, second call from Maryland. So let's listen to him. 
Raider Greg, Raider Brandy. This is Food Stamp Raider from Maryland. Wow. I hope all you Derek Carr witnesses can understand now what a real quarterback looks like, a man and not a punk like what we have. Joe Burrow is officially better than Carr in every way. Carr would have never did that in a million years. The Bengals are going to the Super Bowl, and we still have that loser. I just had to call. All you Carr fans, that's what a real quarterback looks like, and he's in his second year, and we've had eight years of that chunk, and they're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm glad KC lost, but Joe Burrow is that dude. That's another quarterback that's better than the scrub we have. I'm out. Okay, now the Derek Carr thing. Now, Derek Carr is not trash. Ask 12 other teams in the league if he's trash, and they will take him in a second without even a blink of an eye. He's not trash. He's had trash for offensive coordinator, and he had trash for defense, and he's had seven fucking coaches, bro. Seven. Now, Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's a young man. He's a big guy. He's tough. He's got the right attitude. I love him. He's a great guy. I'm not going to compare him to Derek Carr because he's in his second year with a solid staff. They've been drafting really well for a long time, and he came into the right team at the right time with a freaking vicious defense. It's not about Carr, dude. Carr will be great in a great offense. And that's what I'm looking forward to, man. Because I think if we can get the best out of everybody, our team is going to kick some ass. And you're going to be happy as well as me and everyone else. That's what I see. That's the future I want to look to right there, my good brother. So keep your chin up, man. It's going to be better than you think. Trust me. I don't know about you, but I smell me some cheese. (laughs) Because it's the Cheesehead Raider coming from Wisconsin, where it's damn cold, you know. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is the Cheesehead Raider calling from Wisconsin. And, well, looks like we've got a GM and we've got a head coach. Uh, I don't have the ability or the know-how, whatever you want to say, about office personnel, but everything that I'm hearing uh, from the Raider report, um, from other sources saying that the GM we got um, is well-respected, and I'm happy about that. Um, I'm not going to condemn Mayock because Gruden was the one making all the decisions, so I think it was unfair to crucify him. Now the head coach, uh, I am not excited about Josh McDaniels. Uh, Josh McDaniels is an arrogant control freak, just like John Gruden. Hopefully this GM will uh, be the one calling the shots. And uh, hopefully Josh there uh, has learned from his two years with the Bronco Holes, which was an absolute utter failure. Um, now with that, I'm hoping that, you know, we're successful I hope he learned from Bella cheat and he doesn't have to cheat, but he does it through talent and scheming. Um, and we win multiple Super Bowls. That would be fantastic. Clearly uh, time, I guess will tell whether that happens. Now this free agency, um, I'm seeing a lot of things about the Raiders trading car to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers, ladies and gentlemen, As you all know, I live in Wisconsin. Aaron Rodgers has been to one Super Bowl, and that is it. My point to this is that it takes more than one person. Uh, We cannot mortgage the future just to bring in a very highly skilled quarterback. Who's he going to throw it to? Who's going to be on the defense? That's the problem in Green Bay. Their defense is god-awful. Offense puts up all kinds of points, and the defense just lets everybody else score, and that's how they wind up losing. Um, Rodgers only has two quarterback, or sorry, two receivers to throw to, and they double-team them, and that's it. He ain't got nothing. Um, mortgaging the future for a Super Bowl, in my opinion, is a poor choice. 
Just look at the Rams here. Yeah, they made it to the Super Bowl. They sure better win because they don't have a first-round draft pick until 2024. And how are you going to restock and reload? Oh, let's win the Super Bowl one year, and then we'll just absolutely dwell in the basement for the next 10. That, to me, makes no sense. Now, the one thing in free agency that would be fantastic if Rodgers goes to the Bronco Holes, they hired their offensive coordinator as their coach, would be to get Devontae Adams, former teammate of one Derek Carr, and who he has said he would love to play with Carr again. That would be a blessing. Have him with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, Oh, my gosh, who are you going to double-team? Well, I think that I've taken up more of my time, so I just wanted to leave it at that. We'll see what happens in free agency. And until then, Raider Nation, this is Cheesehead Raider, and I am out. Another great call, brother. Thanks for the call, by the way. And first of all, (laughs) Derek Carr to Green Bay, I don't think that's ever going to happen. We didn't hear anything about that over here. If you heard about it over there or started over there, because I don't know, that's not going to happen. We haven't heard anything from Derek Carr, by the way, which is very interesting. Josh McDaniels, you know, we got to give him a chance. We don't have a choice. And, uh, yeah, Devontae Adams would be a great fit if it fits into the culture of the new Las Vegas Raiders, which I believe in. I believe they have to have a structure and organization to be successful. And, you know, to stop the laughter, really, honestly. So I have faith in the new organization, for sure. Devontae Adams would be a killer pickup if we can afford to get him. That's the problems with the Ram. They got a, they got a bunch of people they got to pay. So in the next couple of years, they're going to be broke because they're going to still have to pay these players that are on other teams getting money from someone else. But that's how the league works. And no, I don't want to be like that either. I want a long-term plan to replace aging players like they did in New England. They didn't hold on to, man, Laurie Malloy, boom, get big hoo-ha, what Super Bowl, gone the next year. Fans all upset, blah, 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 blah. But the replacement was just as good, right? Rookie. So this is the kind of team I think we need to build up, that we can get rid of players that are too expensive and not worthy of keeping and bring in players that can take their place and not skip too much of a beat. Appreciate the call, my brother. And our next caller is, you know him, the Prez. He's giving it to you right now. What's going on, my good brother? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, this is the prettiest, and I'm calling on this very special Monday because of two things. First, we didn't get Harbaugh, but we got McDaniels and the other guy. Hopefully they'll do um, due diligence and they'll do the best they can to bring in you know, a, a more winning tradition. Um, a lot of mixed feelings about it, including myself. Like I said, I have no um, dog in that fight. Just got to go with it. I'm just praying hope that it turns out for the best. But lo and behold, Raider Nation, they get the chance to honor John Mack in Oakland, in Oakland, CA, at the Coliseum. How fitting is that? So I was already in Vegas, was going to be in Vegas just to kind of get away from, you know, kind of get my butt whipped. You know, I said I need a little getaway from Super Bowl. I was going to go to Vegas and party with the Raider Nation since I missed the, um, the last game. I heard how good it was. But when I saw that, I had to just book the flight to Oakland with the quickness. All I just want to be there one more time just to hear that. There's nothing like it. I used to have dreams like, Man, you know, one more time. I hope they do some kind of Raider project in Oakland. So I can see that Nothing like it. And Vegas got a long way to go. I mean, you know, it is what it is, and that's the future, and I get that. But there's nothing like Oakland. 
just the possibility of seeing old players, old faces that there, if they get out of these feelings, and you know, hopefully they will go. Um, this is gonna be nice. And if they have tailgating, oh my God, that would just just rock me. I'm like, thank you, God, you just did it for me. Yes, Oakland means that much to me. You know, I'm a that hard. I'm still trying to get along and um, accept the fact with <clears throat> Las Vegas. It's hard, but it's coming along. But to just be in the bath and see Raider Nation to honor John Madden in Oakland, it'll probably be like a autumn, dreary, Raider-like day. That's the way I like it. I'm even going to go back to my old spot where I always check in at. I'm going to do the same thing I would do when I check in and go to an old Raider game, and then I'm going to fly home with a real big smile on my face. And I might leave with a tear. Other than that, Raider Nation, thank you so much. Let's give this coach a chance. And I hope to see some of you up in Oakland. Come on up there and let's, let's give John Madden that last farewell. And, and you two, Raider Greg, man, I would like to have a beer with you. And we'll probably just say it in unison. This is the exciting praise. And I got to say it one more time. Raiders. Good night. Well, that is true, by the way. February 14th at 5.30 p.m. at Ring Central, which we've renamed the Coliseum in Oakland. It's going to be a celebration of his life. The tickets will be sold at Ticketsmaster and the go to Madden Charities, which is the youth in Oakland. It's a pretty good thing to, to have, be a part of. So that will be crazy. And yes, it is way different in Las Vegas, you will not get an argument from me there. Different, not better. Different because the fan experience is way different. Um, there are enclaves. It's getting better and they're growing. I'm, I'm going to say that in the not-too-distant future, the, the stadium there is going to rock some serious serious tailgating just like it did in Oakland just spread out a little more but it'll be just as intense trust me brother when we start going to those playoff games at home because we're that good it's going to rock the house will be rocking down the whole Vegas Valley will be a crazed and that that will go with the tailgate as well my good brother so that you can depend on my friend thank you for the call and our next caller is Ruben from North Carolina. What has happened to my good brother? You got to be happy. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Nation? This is Ruben from North Carolina calling in. Um, I had some time to think about some of the things that were said in yesterday's press conference when uh, Bo Davis decided to uh, make the announcement or introduce a new GM and head coach for the for the Raiders in the upcoming season. Uh, a lot of emotions around it. Uh, I just keep on thinking back to McDaniel's time in Denver, you know, trading away Jay Cutler and bringing Kyle Orton and drafting Tim Tebow and the whole Spygate uh, controversy that went ha happened when he was there. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping that he grew, grew from that and learned from that um, experience. So part of me is a little bit optimistic on the future of this team as far as coaching goes. goes. Uh, the one thing that stood out for me, and it's every time, you know, a new coach is introduced, is the words that are, are said in every press conference. Going back to... Um, the Dennis Allen days and his Sharpie, uh, he kept on talking about how he's going to be a disciplined coach and all this other stuff. And it just seems like every time a new coach is, is introduced with the Raiders, they have a script to read off of. And um, <laughs> it's hard to take anything for face value. Um, I'm, you know, I have to be, or I, I shouldn't say I have to be, I think we all should be somewhat optimistic but not too excited and keep expectations at a minimal so that, you know, we don't get too emotional about the decisions that are going to be made 
for this team down the road. The one thing I did like hearing from Dave Ziegler was uh, there doesn't seem to be a commitment to Derek Carr, uh, unlike John Gruden, where he came out after his announcement of coming back to the Raiders, that he was going to do everything in his power to try to get Khalil Mack back in the silver and black. And we all know that didn't happen. We all know that was a bunch of BS. Whoever was pulling those strings, whether it was him or Rachel McKenzie, either way, he was the voice of the team, and he fed us uh, a bunch of bullshit. And listening to David Ziegler yesterday, you got that impression that uh, he's probably not going to do that and get, you know, the fans hope up high as far as bringing Carr back or trading him or whatever the intentions may be. I don't think he's going to give anybody hope in either way for or against it, which I like. And you keep speculation uh, down at a minimal and, you know, it keeps the mystery going, you know, keeps teams on their toes. They don't know what to do and all that other stuff. So I kind of like that. It gives everybody a topic to talk and, debate over and argue about and all the other stuff like we usually do. Um, but, you know, future is bright. Um, I'll just use one of the words that I kept on hearing. I wish it was a drinking game because I'll probably be drunk, drunk at the end of it, which was uh, commitment. And that word was thrown around a lot. So I'm hoping that they're committed to winning. Um, I know Mark Davis is always committed to winning because he's always says that he's committed to winning and making this team and committed to making his team better. Um, so I'm committed to trying to make my call the best that I can. I want to be committed to that. And uh, Raider Greg, I hope you're committed to making your podcast the best uh, Raiders podcast around. And I hope all of Raider Nation is committed to being the best fans out there. Um, sorry, I just, uh, I just find it kind of funny. Anyways, uh, on to... The postseason, I'm glad the Chiefs lost. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting Super Bowl. No Tom Brady. None of the usual suspects are in it this year round. So, hope everybody stays safe, has fun. And uh, all those attending the Pro Bowl this weekend down in Vegas, I hope you had a good, a good time, get a lot of autographs, and, you know, represent the Raider Nation as it should be done. Be committed to that. Be committed to showing the NFL what Ray Nation's all about. Um, that note, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. That was a very good call because you got the same uh, feeling I think most of us do with the coach. You know, I hope that he changes too, and I, we have to have that hope. And there was no commitment to Carr from the general manager, which I think is good. You know, we don't know what he's going to do, and neither does any other general manager in the league. Hello? You know, it's that kind of game up there in NFL world. you got to hold your cards close and don't tell anybody what you're thinking because that's how the sport is. It's espionage. Trust me, there's cheating going on all over. Which leads me to a comment that just popped in my head. Let me just say this on a side note. If the owner of the Miami Dolphins was offering a hundred grand to throw a game to the coach. This destroys the whole premise and base of the NFL. Because if that's truly how it is, then we've got more problems in the league than they want to admit. And they're going to have to start cutting some owners out. This guy should be gone. And it shouldn't be washed under the carpet like other things are that shouldn't be. So that's fucking bullshit. And if the NFL wants to stay on top as a sport, it better police itself a lot better. Okay, that's all I got to say about that. So now... With this thing and our coaching and general manager, dude, I think we've got a lot of good things coming up. I think we're going to find some excellent free agents and get some bargains. I think they came in at just the right time. This time that everything's settled down and we have everyone living in town and it's more settled, okay, because it wasn't for a couple years. 
And since that's the case and people are in a routine, it makes everything work much better. And, and quite honestly, it's a perfect time for an injection of a new philosophy. I think commitment is funny as hell. You are funny, bro. Because I'm committed. I'm committed to this podcast. I'm committed to you fans. You're committed to each other and to the Raiders. And I think that's freaking hilarious. But, yeah, there was a lot of commitment. And the other thing, there was a lot of ums, ums, and ahs. Way too many. Funny almost. (laughs) It's kind of like me. Um, 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 but, um, (laughs) I think we got a bright future. Thank you for the call, brother. I think you got the right attitude. And our last caller, but never least, it's Raider Jesse James at Dallas, Dallas, Texas, hostile territory. What a great Thanksgiving you had, bro. What's happening? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's up, Raider Nation? Raider Jesse James, Dallas. Hey, man, so I uh, watched the press conference, just like I'm sure the diehard Raider fans have done it. Um, and uh, I'll give you my in, my uh, my take on that. Um, first and foremost, prior to all of this happening, when John Gruden was, was on and we were like, ah, you know, who's going to replace him? Um, I called in and I said, you know, I'm I'm tired of us going into somebody's buddy's house or someone that they know that someone's tied to the organization, and that's a positive for me. Freaking Mark Davis went out of his way, grabbed somebody that's not tied to the organization, and have success. Now, I know that there's going to be, you know, we're going to be split probably 60-40, 50-50 on whether you're on board or not, and time will tell if we made the right decision or not. Um, but right now, you know, at first, and I'll be honest with you, at first I was like, nah, anybody but but McDaniels. But then again, I get, get to thinking about it, and I'm doing my research and all that, and a lot of people say, well, everybody that left Bill Belichick never had success. Okay. But nobody that left Bill Belichick went to a winning team went to a top 10, top five quarterback. Nobody did. So this is a first for that. And it looks like, you know, Josh has matured. I mean, for heaven's sake, it's been 12 years. People change, man. People mature. And finally, we have a GM um, that's actually been around that and has done it. You know, he has uh, ties to that, you know, and and not like, you know, your Reggie McKenzie, you know, we're doing well, you know, Hey, on, like Dennis Allen, they didn't even know what the hell they were doing. Uh, I think these guys are going to be more prepared, and that's all we ask for. Anyways, let me know what you think. I'm sure you're getting a thousand calls regarding that, but I'll support the team um, 100%. So hopefully it's the better outcome. All right, y'all. Y'all stay safe out there. I'm out. Love your call, dude. Always love your calls. You got a great perspective on things. Now, the general manager is, I think, his business. I think he, I have confidence in him. Even though he was an actor and he was a counselor at high school, it takes a lot of things to build up a, a person and to make someone. But I know this, man. This guy's desk drawer is clean. Wouldn't be like my desk drawer. <laughs> his desk drawer is organized. Everything's organized. I mean, you look at the photos of his kids when they came in the facility. Everybody had silver and black, black and white. I mean, they were all raided out because he is all business, uh, no doubt. And uh, Josh McDaniels in in Bronco country, first of all, I got to thank him for the 59 to, I think, 59 to 6. I forget what the score was, but I know we had 59 points. We throttled him when he was their coach. <laughs> it was great. But on another note... Um, he did some damage there. He did damage there because he was the general manager too. He really was all wearing everybody's hats. Not an excuse. And he couldn't get along with anybody. He went over there like he was Bill Belichick and people looked at his baby face and said, really? 
Oh, I don't think so. And I'm hoping that he's changed. He has to have changed. Ten years will change someone. Um, but you know what? We got to hope for the best. He did call a great game. Every time he watched the Patriots, you hate him. I hated him. But, man, they would adjust, and I would hate that even more. I would hate the fact that they'd be, you know, they hit a rough spot and the whole offense would change, and you're going, oh, no, they're going to win. That has to happen to us, and I think it will. I, I'm real, I'm positive about what's happening. Got to be, because this is our team. This is our staff. We just hope we get the right cogs in the wheel so that we can get this thing running real smooth. The assistant staff and the staff members are super important, and it looks like we're going to keep a few of the guys that we have on staff uh, here. Thank you for the call, brother. It is always good. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. we got a lot of things going on in the future. I'm going to be looking at every day, all the time. <laughs> we got free agency coming up. We're going to clean up some room and make some room for other players. It'll be real interesting, the draft this year. I can't wait for that. So there's a lot of things going on. It's going to be in Vegas, too. So the draft in Vegas. Go figure. How fun is that going to be? So I'm excited. I'm positive. I was pissed. I think I've gone through the whole range of emotions on the coaching and general manager thing. I'm positive. I think we're going to do great things, at least better things, smarter things, which is something we've needed to do for many, many years. Seven coaches cars have. Think about it for a second. Well, that's about it for this show. I am Raider Greg with the longest-running professional podcast ever. Raider Nation Podcast. I'm Raider Greg and I. Ah.